0: Hola, soy Cindy Vargas y aquí está mi historia que voy a compartir en Trap Life Podcast. Conéctate conmigo en Instagram, arroba Espero que mis experiencias te inspiran y recuerda, sueños sobre dudas, concentración sobre frustración y progreso sobre perfección. Mientras todos contestamos la pregunta, ¿Quién soy yo? Tal vez esta respuesta te pueda ayudar. Yo soy una líder y tú... Yo soporto el cambio positivo en mi generación. Siempre doy valor a mí misma y a otros. Quédate conectado y escucha los nuevos episodios de The Most Eclectic Podcast in the World todos los miércoles y domingos en todas plataformas de podcast. Welcome to the Trap White Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just as a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. Writing reviews, blogging, are also other ways you could show love to our Trap Life podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at Trap Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey.
1: Hello?
2: Yep, I'm here.
1: Okay, good to have you on. Um, we are here with Kiev. O'Neill. Did I say it wrong or did I mess it up again?
2: No, that's right. Okay.
1: Um, and tell us about your podcast
2: really quickly. Well, so I have a podcast uh, called The Odds Breakers. It started out as a podcast and kind of turned into a website. It is a sports uh, wagering podcast podcast as well as fantasy football anything that has value pretty much uh now that sports betting is becoming legal uh, across the nation it's something that's always been my passion i've been doing over 15 years and i found an opportunity to uh you know get get my plays out and get my thoughts out on on sports and and the lines and the fantasy football i've always been pretty good at it and uh and uh, it's been growing great and uh you know now we're a website and we have multiple handicappers that uh give out their plays
1: Awesome. I, I personally endorse it. Um, Go listen to it. I listen to it uh, just for the commentary. I, you know, consider myself somewhat of a sports gambler and you, you make very uh, valid points. I like the reasoning, not just your picks, but the reasoning behind them. and It's consistent logic, which I approve, you know, which is what I appreciate. So thank you. Well, we're just going to hop into it because um, we are tied. In. But tell us about gambling and how you've seen the world of sports gambling evolve.
2: Well, I hate to use the word gambling and, and professional sports bettors. Uh, they like to call it wagering. wagering. In, in the, okay. in the re- <laughs> well, the reason why it is is because, yes, I mean, It's like poker players. They don't like to call it gambling because they believe there's an art to it and they believe they're profitable. Um, When it comes to sports betting, uh, you're actually making a decision based upon the result Uh, when it comes to uh, playing. Well, let's just say scratch off tickets in the lottery. Uh, it has nothing to do with what you're doing because your result is already predetermined, right? Right. Flip a good coin. That's, that's gambling. Um, When it comes to sports betting, as long as you're over 52.4% correct on all of your bets at normal minus 110 juice, you will be profitable. And so uh, you have to beat the VIG, they call it, or the juice. That's why you have to lay $110 to uh, win a hundred dollars. That's the, the, the part that goes to the casino. Right. Right. So, so, uh, as far as what we, the way we look at it is, uh, we're extremely happy that it's evolved and starting to, the federal government lifted the ban, So now it's up to the States and there's certain States that have already gotten on the horse and, uh, and, and allow full blown sports betting. I mean, you can make a lot of tax money off the, off the handle of it. So uh, when you compare it to uh, people buying lottery tickets, you know, they only have like a 29, 28% chance of winning uh, there. They're, if you play the uh, scratch off tickets forever, you're just, pissing away your money um, right. when it comes to sports gambling it's almost 50 <laughs> you know if even if you're you're stupid at doing it y- you can literally be profitable just by accident um, and number two um, it, it, there's an art to it you you find value within the lines itself whether you're betting against an overreaction by the public or you're getting on the line early that you believe the sports books in general are wrong about or there's news that come up like the player's injuries and things like that. So there's just a lot of fun that you can have while making money and enjoying the games. It's the ultimate game within the game. So uh, if your favorite team sucks, uh, you can still enjoy football just by betting on another game uh, and having a side.
1: I just look at it as an analysis
2: and practicing insight and foresight. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is a lot of analysis that goes into it. And that's the kind of yeah. preparation that uh, sports bettors have. You know, they have power ratings and things like that and algorithms <laughs> that, that they have designed to try to give themselves an edge. You know, it's not always the sports book doesn't always care about being 100 percent correct. They want equal action on both sides. So if uh, if, if if the line is moved too much, you can just get value. Um, by that aspect, because if there's not equal, uh, equal action on both sides, they leave themselves exposed, you know, And so uh, they don't want to be exposed to uh, sharp players. So, uh, they, they try to definitely draw money from both sides, no matter what. So there's, there's plenty of opportunity to make money in it. And, uh, but you have to be good. I mean, a lot of yeah. people do it now and, uh, the, you know, the sports getting tougher or the, or the, I guess the pastime of it is getting tougher, the but
1: practice. Yeah.
2: The practice itself, but at the same oh, time, as long as you stay ahead of the game, you know, things, things change. You got to look at rule changes and things like that, and, uh, you can always become profitable. So it, it's been great for me. Uh, I, I, wasn't that good at it for my first, probably six to eight years, but after that, I really, uh, you know, was able to achieve some disciplines it takes like bankroll management. um, and how much you should be playing on each side they call that the kelly criterion and uh you know how much uh each value each i guess percentage point to the line how much does that factor in you know you need to know uh where when it's good to pay 10 cents when it's not good to pay 10 cents things like that key numbers
1: and how do you make those distinctions
2: well you you make those decisions well, I guess you start, and it depends upon the sport, right? Baseball is a money line sport with run line. Hockey's is a, a money line sport with the puck line. Uh, basketball and football, I, I specialize in, and that's more of a against the spread type sport, and you just need to know um, where, what the value is of each key number. You know, literally, uh, the nine uh, comes up maybe 1.5% of the time, but the three in football literally comes up uh, 16% of the time. So buying offer on a three gives you much more value than buying offer on a nine. You know, you have to just know in your head what each number is valued. Then you have to decide if uh, the 10 cents is worth it or if it costs 15 cents or 20 to buy on or off that number. So uh, you have charts for that. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you do it as long as I have, you kind of already know what it is in your head. So,
1: do you think Vegas is still the central point of sports wagering? That's it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's the central point. It's, it's, there's a lot of play in Europe. I mean, you're, there's people who live in Europe that don't even bet American sports. You know, I mean, in America, yes, it, it definitely is. And they're the most lavish. And uh, a lot of the lines were made and due to uh, large conglomerates, uh, Vegas casinos, Vegas sports books, you know, uh, you have William Hill, you have uh, the M life, you know, you have, you have a lot of places that uh, put out lines, right. Um, CG technology and, and, and the sports books kind of work together. They used to kind of feed off each other. Sometimes whoever had the the, the, the cojones to put out the lines first are, are the ones at the biggest risk. But nowadays, uh, the offshore books as well have been going pretty strong since the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, some of those books dictate where some of the lines get started. So, uh, offshore books have been a big thing since the internet's been rolling. And uh, that's probably one of the things that have actually brought a lot more interest towards sports betting before the legalization. So Vegas is still a key part, and it's kind of the, uh, you know, the, the diamonds, the gold. You know, you think of the, 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 the where people live, where people want to talk about. But in general now, that's kind of spreading out since it's become legal. Uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey is getting bigger. And uh, the sports betting in New Jersey is a, a very good market right now.
1: Okay. And so, let's go through some uh oh well, let me ask this. why do you think it the legalization occurred what what do you think triggered that process and
2: <laughs> I, well well i it, it's got to be the opportunity that all these states are in complete debt, and uh, they just want another thing to tax is probably <laughs> what? <laughs> What, what I think is uh, one of the leading indicators they realize they can make money and they just can't, uh, can't find anything more to tax, you know, all these States overspend. And uh, I think that was the first opportunity. That's why you see the, the large places like New Jersey being first to jump at it. You know, you see Illinois jumping at it, Pennsylvania, you know, and you know, places with big cities, they, they want to, they want a piece of that in action, you know, eventually. And uh <laughs> It, it, it got a bad name a while back and i don't know why that is it's like it's similar to marijuana people thought you know for years how be- they thought that drug was bad and it, it proves that alcohol is actually worse and that's been legal forever right right and and so it's I, that's kind of where i use the analogy or it's very similar the, the sports betting it, it shouldn't have been illegal especially when you things like Look at scratch tickets and and Powerball and things like that. Look at your odds of winning in those and the government's those running. Those actually should be illegal, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the, the scratch offs absolutely should be illegal. It's it's hilarious how they justify things like that. It's just it's just backwards, and it's a lack of information, you know. And that's why um, it's been illegal. But the market's been so big, and and the government realized they can't stop it. And it's just kind of like the blind following the blind. How it was is like, oh, sports betting bad. You know, people think sports betting bad. Next politician, sport. Oh, sports betting bad. Oh, sports betting's bad. You know, it was just it, that's all it really was. You no, know, no one knew anything about it. And then you know, Nevada's been fine, and uh, it's been a huge part of their economy and keeping their state tax low to zero. You know, so it's uh, uh, other states are starting to realize. You know, what, what are we doing? Maybe we should be jumping on this. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna make it legal and they're going to tax it. And uh, if they don't do it right, the offshore books are still going to get a lot of action.
1: Definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm in favor of it. I'm happy that it's becoming legal. I, I had some apps that I was working on back in the day for this moment. So that never came to fruition. So I'm a little bittersweet about it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, a lot of those apps uh, are consistently changing. <laughs> you know, it, you have to, they, they have to update so fast these days with new information, new lines, and things like that. So, uh, there's a lot of you know XML integration and things like that that are programmed behind those. They're, they're pretty large, and uh, you know, being a, a programmer for a sports book is is no easy feat by any means.
1: Okay, so what do you think is so enticing about? fantasy football
2: well that was kind of the first gambling that people that was legal and i i guess it, there are states that couldn't answer if it was legal because it's pooled money and then everyone gets a share you know kind of like how people did scratch off tickets at their super Bowl right. parties you know and uh, it, the the it, the gambling aspect is really what it is it's it's making you feel like you're right like you pick something you will you love your sport anyway well there's a ton of knowledge to your sport if you're a Chicago bear fan you know you're you're gonna know who your linebackers are like floyd and uh Trevathan and, you know, I mean, you're going to know that. And so what's all that knowledge going to do to you if you're just a fan? Well, you want a, a way to express that knowledge. And it's fun to be right about something. If you see a matchup, you know, if you see a team that shoots a ton of three-pointers and they're, they're killing everybody, but they're happen to be playing a team that doesn't really shoot well, but they're just great at perimeter defense, you know, you might say, well, you know what, this, they're not going to get blown out you know you know and plus they might be big inside and maybe they can score and you know become an upset there there's little matchup factors that make you feel good about you knowing that you know when you're a fan you think about things you think about sports and uh then if you start putting your money where your mouth is that's fun you know but that's always been around you know people have been betting each other on sports forever you know it's this is definitely nothing new so
1: What? When did you start getting into fantasy football, rather than just the wagering aspect of it?
2: About in two thousand
1: sports period. Yeah,
2: the year two thousand, I did started fantasy football, and I started. I have a league that I started with college buddies in two thousand three. That's still going on. So um, we have the league that we play in, and we've raised the ant, you know, Annie every every year. Well, we haven't the past like. Four, four years or so but you know so i've been playing fantasy football quite a while pretty much before it even got really big and mainstream um i have a friend and i have a friend in my league that's been doing it since the early 90s and they all did their stuff on paper you know wow but, but, yeah yeah before the internet so he's actually my fantasy guy david uh dave he's uh, D nasty he does a great job you know he's in a lot of leagues that's his main thing he does even sports but he just loves fantasy so much did you
1: have him on the show your podcast? Yeah,
2: I, yeah 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 he, he was on my recent fantasy show that I had and, okay uh, I think I
1: listened it, to that one then okay yeah
2: cool cool man yeah and he he does a great job and you know we try to come up with value and um, if you want to be a good sports better it's probably good to play fantasy because it just forces you to find out more information about teams so uh, I think they kind of go hand in hand
1: this is just a random question but do you ever watch the show the league?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I did. But to be honest with you, I don't it, – it was funny. And, and I did like it, but I don't have a ton of time to be watching shows because I dedicate, <laughs> I dedicate so much time to sports and I have to be nice to my wife. So um, <laughs> when, she, when she tells me there's a show I need to watch, I need to put that above my own shows. But, uh, uh, yeah, I did watch the league. I thought it was pretty cool, but I don't really know a ton about it. It was a bunch of guys in a fantasy football league, and it had some appeal to it, I hear. Yeah. Maybe when you get
1: some time, check it out. You know, there's I, I haven't seen all the episodes, but I, the all the ones I've seen, I've enjoyed.
2: Laugh. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah.
1: So, give us some. Well, can we can we talk about a uh, college football really quickly? Or yeah, not?
2: absolutely. Whatever
1: okay. whatever's best. Okay, take us through. College football and how it kind of differs betting-wise, in terms of how you prepare your charts and everything for, um,
2: in in terms of versus the NFL. Oh, that well, that's simple. College there's more opportunity to make more money because there's more of a variance between teams and there's a lot more teams to study on. You know, um, there's yeah. there's interconferences, interdivisions. You know, the, the discrepancy is huge. If you look at Clemson and they play at UMass, let's just say they play Massachusetts, there's about a 66, 67 point difference between the skill of the first team and the skill of the last team. You know, And I would even say that Clemson could probably beat them by 80 you know, if they really wanted to, if they didn't turn off the gas in the fourth quarter. Uh, when it comes to the best team in the NFL playing the worst team, the spread's only Seventeen points ish, you know. Say so yeah, there's been years that's been thirteen points of difference. So the difference is a lot lower, which means that key numbers are more important in the NFL because uh, the the actual uh, times it lands on three is more often in the NFL than college. So you have a bigger opportunity to make money in college because the spreads are that much greater. You know, if a team's a twenty three point favorite, maybe you see something in that other team that gives you a big. Uh, a winning part a percentage if there's if the dog hits maybe maybe the team only wins by ten right uh, people like to bet dogs because uh, you know both teams they have different interests one team just wants to win the game they don't care about how much they win by and the other right. team is trying to win so the dog is always on your side that that's your motivation the the winning team's just trying to run the clock and get the game over with while the dog's motivation is always always on your side and that's why the dog in general has always been kind of more of the sharp play uh that that's changed a little bit but it's still in general uh feeding the public uh, you you usually be taking the dog
1: what has made that change
2: what's made that change is the education of uh of of the general sports better it's been it's a lot better now that the internet's been around and you know they they have access to information they listen to podcasts such as the odds breakers um, out there, they, the, they make decisions. They, they understand the dogs, the best place, you know, you know, to be in, in many cases. And I'm not saying everybody, I just think the general interest. So right. uh, the, Vegas follows the money more than just the public. The public's betting $20 here, $50 here. Well, the sharp bettors are dropping dimes and nickels, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and they adjust for that. So they will, they, the sharp bettors will adjust that line a lot quicker than the public will. And then sometimes right before the game, the public will, you know, move the line again and maybe you'll have some opportunity. But um, in general, I, I always say, especially in the NFL, it is best to bet early and and possibly late, but definitely early uh, before some of those, those line moves are, actually happen.
1: What's a se- I remember listening to the episode that you did where you were talking about your uh, season predictions for each team, right? But I can't remember the team that you said you thought would double their um, wins. Or was there a team? Um,
2: like so, Who would be so, a most improved team is maybe the better way of asking the question. Most? Of, are you talking in the NFL or in college?
1: Let's uh, hit both.
2: I'm sorry. Well, well college, I, I think that the Minnesota uh, Golden Gophers have a huge shot at doubling what they – Did last year they only won a couple conference games, but they got really, really good towards the end of the year. They they they're injury plagued, and they had a great finish and they return a ton of production. I think Minnesota has a shot at winning the Big Ten West, and I also like Wisconsin uh, to win the Big Ten West. But the fact that you can get five to one on one of them and four to one on the other, you can literally bet them both. A lot of the public is on Nebraska. I'm just not so sure I can buy into Nebraska just yet. You know. um, so my, my personally, I, I like the value on Minnesota, but um, I took Minnesota at 70 to one to win the Big Ten, and now that number's down to 20 to one. So I'm definitely on the right side of that, and I was way before the line move. But the problem is when they go face Michigan or Ohio State, Michigan and Ohio State will probably be like minus 500. You have to hedge to do that, so you'd have to put up like 25 units just to make five times the amount you bet on, uh, Uh, on Minnesota. So I always like to hedge my bets when it comes to the end, when it comes to future bets, but you can also take them just right over their season win total, which is seven and a half. And uh, because I think they're going to get there based upon their very easy schedule. I like that. Okay. If, If you talk about the NFL, everyone's on the Cleveland Browns. And I think they're just a little bit too trendy for me. (laughs) <laughs> um, they should be improved Baker Mayfield's out there slamming beers, but I, I, I'm not convinced that they're better than the Steelers. You know, I'll tell you that right now. I think it's just a very public perception because of, uh, how loud they've been. Um, you know, a team that I think is going to, uh, have some progression myself personally, uh, well. I guess I guess the way you look at it, the Giants, I think the Giants are going to do a lot better than they did before. They, they have some a serious second uh, backup now in Daniel Jones. Uh, Eli Manning it knows he's creeping up behind him, so Eli's going to have to have a really good year. They seem really motivated. Uh, Evan Ingram, their tight end, I think is a sleeper in fantasy. I think he's going to be the fourth best tight end, if not better. You know, he's, he, was, he led the Giants in pass catches last year. Saquon Barkley is back there. And they have a better offensive line. They did some things to fix that. I think the Giants is a nice little sleeper team, too. Um, you know, possibly I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to be uh, double their win total, too, because, uh, you know, they had that Jimmy G. Garoppolo uh, injury last year, but they had a great team and they made a ton of moves in the offseason, picking up guys like Juan Alexander, uh, picking up like guys like Tevin Coleman from Atlanta. And I love their coach, Kyle Shanahan. He's an offensive mind. I, I like the San Francisco 49ers uh, to do a lot better as well. Just
1: how much does coaching and schedule play into your um, factors?
2: I, a, as far as season win total bets and futures. Yeah. Yeah. A, a ton, a, a, a whole, a, a lot. I think those are, those are probably key things besides returning production. You know, it's a, uh, uh, schedule if you have a tough schedule like for example the Raiders everyone thinks the Raiders are going to be great this year well they have to travel 32,000 miles this year they have to go to London to play they're, they have mm-hmm. a ton of East Coast games they're going to be tired and a lot of great betting spots is fading teams that have to travel and play in different time zones than they're used to especially when it's back to back there's just a lot of keys to betting like that uh, and 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 I think, uh, uh, that's what the general public doesn't know and uh, that if they look at a line and they see the Raiders are dogs by something huge and it's their second week traveling to the East Coast they don't they don't they don't factor that in and that's where you can find value uh, as a sports better to uh, you know look for line uh, weaknesses in the lines so um, you know that's kind of the way I look at it and um, you know we'll see well, good luck to the Raiders this year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's their season's not starting off very well. A lot of distractions, a lot of drama, right?
2: Yeah, they're doing great the preseason, but that's just John Gruden. He's a preseason stud. He's like thirty-two and seventeen in the preseason. Yeah, he cares <laughs> that's about winning right, I those games. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and he's money to bet on the preseason. By the way, I just bet on him at plus three. So uh, might want to write that one down. They're playing in Winnipeg against the Packers. But uh the uh I think that you know, Gruden cares about that, but once they you know, play all the starters, It's it, it, it might uh, turn on them. I think they might have a decent start. I just don't like the way they're going to – I don't think they're going to finish well, but we'll see. I think their season wins – think totally. they'll have
1: maybe a, um, a Panthers-esque season somewhat from last year?
2: Well, the Panthers were – you know, a lot of downs with Cam Newton being hurt. I don't yeah. think they're even going to get as many of that. I'm thinking like five or six wins, best case scenario for the Raiders yeah. personally. Okay. Well, they're in a tough division. I mean, yeah, they got the Chargers and KC right there. You know, and uh, and all the travel spots. You know, I mean, Denver could be better. It's they're 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 in a tough situation. I think maybe their first year next year could be the year that you want to be on them when they get to uh, Las Vegas and that two billion dollar stadium.
1: Yes, that's how, – how do you think that plays as an effect when teams are coming to Vegas now? Do you think that changes anything? Do you think that's no for gambling not, or what?
2: I mean, not really. I mean, Vegas has had – the Knights came there in hockey – couple years back and right it just made them excited yes there's more money that comes in on the night so it's you would think that you should be fading them but that first year the nights were killer against the spread and they went all the way to the stanley cup finals yes. i mean sometimes things don't make sense but unlv uh, nevada the colleges have been out there and they've been betting on them for years uh one time unlv played wisconsin my my alumni i'm an alumni at wisconsin my badgers and uh the Lights went out mistakenly, mysteriously, in the uh, in the at the end of the game and uh, cancel all the bets. So, I think a lot of a lot of theories came out about what happened there, but uh, no, it's it's not going to change anything, it just brings more lure to Las Vegas. And my god, they need it because uh, with sports betting becoming legal, you know, you wonder if those bachelor parties and you know, things that happen over NCAA tournament and during the football season, if the allure is the same, you know, they have a lot of lot of space in those hotels nowadays so i think they really did need a big sports team like the raiders to come into town
1: okay so can we touch on boxing really quickly i know we're short on time
2: yeah absolutely we we can we can quick do that
1: okay i'm a lakers fan so kind of give me some direction on where you think the lakers will be
2: for basketball, for basketball. So everybody's the, the big bet right now is either choosing the Clippers or the Lakers. You know, I think both obviously make <laughs> the postseason. A lot of teams make it in basketball. Sixteen right. teams. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't have a problem with them doing that. I just think that look, they they spent a lot on uh, you know getting Davis over there, and they gave up too much. Uh, I think I heard Cousins is hurt again too. Uh, yes, right? He's hurt.
1: He's out for the year.
2: He's, yeah, he's out for the year again. ACL, How, I, I mean, right? Oh a- you know, they'll squeak yeah. into the playoffs with Anthony Davis and LeBron James and a couple role players there. And I'm not the biggest NBA better either. Just like you know, I'm more of college okay. and I and I use other guys, but I think that um I would rather bet that they miss the playoffs personally than make it, but I think they will make it. Okay. Um, I, I just, I think there's plus money probably on them missing, but I think LeBron and Anthony Davis are too good. Plus now, plus now it's on them. They got the coach fired. They have a new coach. Now this is all on LeBron. He, he has to live up to his reputation similar to the Aaron Rodgers situation in green Bay. Yeah. Uh, he, look, Aaron Rodgers got McCarthy fired is what the whole talk is. And, um, now he has to live up to it. So the pressure's on him. So he should perform. And I think, uh, LeBron will be better this year but I just don't think um, it, that they're going to be able to get past teams like Golden State and Utah. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as, uh, you know, everyone's back for Golden State, obviously they've had uh, yeah. a, a lot of injuries over there themselves. So Clay probably won't even be back till after all-star break and all of that. So. It, and that's fine. As long as yeah. they can kind of hover around 500 by all-star break, they'll be fine. You know, it, we, that's the great thing about basketball for people missing it's like everyone makes the playoffs anyway you know and Mm -hmm. and and plus especially when teams are tanking those are free wins so i'm i'm fine with you know golden state there utah is going to be good houston is houston um you know we'll we'll see there's a lot of competition in the west and we've always known that i think the lakers are definitely at least a year away still but it's too bad they didn't land Kawhi. that probably bothered you a little bit
1: Um, it did to the extent of everyone was kind of hyping it up, but I was always of the mindset that something didn't feel right to me. I didn't think he was coming. Mm -hmm. It it just didn't add up to me. So, and then I, I didn't like how they tried to like overpay people at the end, uh, you know, stick around. And I'm like, you, you could have been getting people if you thought the Kawhi thing wasn't I thought they should have had a better sense of what was going on in that situation. Yeah. A lot of
2: people say it feels to them that LeBron is there just because of, uh, it's Hollywood it's LA Mm -hmm. and they, a lot of people think he's halfway checked out. And I, I, am not sure if I would disagree with that. Uh, you know, uh, LeBron is, he got his championship in Cleveland. He's older now. I don't know, man. I, I was a little bit more against the Lakers doing it, but, um, you know, we'll see who gets the we'll see who's going to take the blame on this one if it doesn't work out. Well,
1: I definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast um, and I will continue to tune in to continue to tune in to odds breakers. Um, any parting thoughts for us?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, just uh, if you guys are interested in getting into sports betting. You do not have to bet a lot. That's why I try to tell people just bet five bucks at a time. This isn't and, and all those people that flash around their big four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar bets, those people are probably losing and just donating to the casino and feeding <laughs> off their rich daddy or something. You just They really are. Bet, Most of them bet, aren't winning. Bet what you, yeah you think those yeah th- those casinos don't build themselves. Bet what you feel. bet it's fun to bet five bucks because you still have something in the game and it gives you a reason to watch it. bankroll management is huge. If you start with a hundred dollars, your your one star bet should be one dollar. If you start with a thousand, your one star bet should be ten dollars. If you start with ten thousand, your one star bet should be a hundred. And if you start with a hundred thousand, your one star bet should be a thousand. So that's how much money that you should have to be able to kiss away to in order to make your bet so just do a little bit have fun and i have a great article at the odds breakers called uh, sports betting 101 check it out it'll tell you everything you need to know about betting football especially the nfl and uh, betting in general
1: and where can we find you on uh, social media
2: uh, tweet us at the odds breakers we just started an Instagram and Facebook account as well, slash The Odds Breakers. Kind of late on that part, but the Twitter is used more often. But, uh, uh, you know, YouTube, we're starting to ramp up as well. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, if you have anything, just please feel free to tweet us at The Odds Breakers. We'd love to uh, answer any questions you might have.
1: Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, and we will continue to check out Odds Breakers.
2: Fantastic. Thanks again. Take care. Hey, this is Jalen Little, and here's my story I'm sharing on the Trep Life Podcast. Let's stay connected. Follow me on social media. I'm at Observe, spelled O-B-S-3-R-V-E, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I hope my experiences inspire you and remember dreams over doubt, focus over frustration, sending you good vibes, peace, and purpose on your journey. I am an artist. I am a musician. I am an entrepreneur and I am a leader. Stay updated by checking out new episodes of the most eclectic podcasts in the world on Wednesdays and Sundays.
0: Welcome to the Trap White Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just as a friendly reminder, If you are experiencing value and insight from TREP Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. Writing reviews, blogging, are also other ways you can show love to our TREP Life podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at TREP Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey.